This episode of Right at the Fork is brought to you by Zupans. Zupans Markets, we're proud to have them with us. And uh, I've been really enjoying my visits to Zupans over the last six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, they were always in my repertoire yep. of grocery stores, but lately have been my main go-to point. And uh, I'm really enjoying myself. You know, I'm not, I don't love to, co- I'm single. Yeah. I don't love to cook at home. So right. I've, I've been going in and picking up some prepared food, which is delicious and a good value. You you particularly have are fond of... The Pokey Bar. Right. Which has been awesome, because, yeah, because it's, uh, it's on my drive home. I hit the Burnside location, which right now is the only location that has the Pokey Bar, but it will be expanding in uh, this new year to the other locations. But five varieties of poke, seafood salads, three types of rice and toppings. It's great. Make your own little Pokey Bar. Or bring the whole family down for, like, a little outing. Yeah, well, you can actually go. They have events there. Yeah. The Cellar Z series. Right. Um, in uh, Lake Grove, I've been to one of their dinners there. It's fantastic. So they have wine tasting and learning. Uh, in March, they're featuring Spanish wines, which, you know, I've had the opportunity to experience in Spain. Yeah. Great thing to do. And you can find details on those events at uh, zupans.com. They also have. They're now doing a sausage of the month. I saw this on their Instagram account, and uh, I think right now it's their jalapeno cheddar, but it changes all the time. Yes, and they're all delicious. There's so much there. When I go in, I don't have anything in mind. I just go in and see what appeals to me, and Mm -hmm. lots of times I'm walking out with some quiche, sometimes some fish, and I particularly love their soups. An easy way to keep up on uh, everything happening at Zupans is their website, brand new website. You can find out what's fresh and new, zupans.com. That's actually where I figured out, I, I did my Valentine's Day shopping at zupans.com. Yeah, well. Ordered the flowers online. It was awesome. Right. Court's still in his, in his lovely marriage as a result of that. It's true. Time once again for Right at the Fork. It is Portland's Food Scene Podcast with your hosts, Chris Angelus from Portland Food Adventures. And Court Johnson with us here from Kink Mornings. Mm -hmm. Really excited about today's uh, guest, uh, Chris, because we went to this place a couple weeks ago. You'd given me the address. I showed up to it, and I had to look like five times to make sure I was going to the right place because this is one of those places where there's not a sign for Han Oak, but... There it is. You walk in and you feel like you're walking into somebody's house and then you find out you are. I think we should do a uh, soundbite of places that have no signs because yeah. I was at the Bible club last night. Right. No sign outside there either. Same thing. So, but, but do you feel like you're walking into somebody's house when yeah. you walk in? A little bit? Um, I, I, Somewhat? N- not necessarily, guess, but it's really cool in its own way. But yeah. Han Oak, is, we talk about it. Yeah. It's a special experience and just getting you out. Right. Together yeah, to no. go eat and in the evening. It it it, it, it was the uh, night of a uh, of a holiday, so I did not have to wake up at three thirty a.m. So I could stay out a little bit later, and uh, I do not regret. I if if I had known my experience was going to be this way, in fact, I'm thinking about it. It's a Monday night when we're recording this. I'm like, I got to figure out a way to get go down to Han Oak tonight. Yeah. Well, maybe we will. Noodles. Yeah. Maybe we'll do. We will. We'll catch Gary there, who we had in on this podcast, Gary. Okazaki, mm-hmm. um, who does our end of the month restaurant updates. And the last one was 
a kind of an interesting update. We got a little we got a little mail on it, right? Um, and so, but we thought uh, it would be a good idea to have Gary in, and the jury's out on that. <laughs> but, right. But we thought it would be a good idea to have Gary uh, participate in this interview with Peter Cho of Han Oak, yeah, uh, because they're friends and. You know, Gary's known him for a while, and uh, well, and Gary's been championing, championing. Is that the right championing. word? Championing. I'm freaking that in in there. He's been championing uh, Han Oak for some time here on on the podcast, talking about his different experiences there. And in fact, the night we were in there, Peter was like Peter Cho, who we're going to talk to. He was like, I, Gary's going to show up at any point. Just you can expect it because. Sunday or Monday nights, he's there for noodles and dumplings. Right. So Gary's not going to become the co 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 host uh, of the podcast, but in this particular instance, and we had one other, yeah, with Justin Woodward, and and he was at the, he was in the studio here. This time he's not. Um, a little different. You should listen to the two. They're very, two very different chefs mm-hmm. and two different interviews uh, where Gary participated. But um, at any rate, Peter Cho is a fascinating guy who has experience that. Gary's going to, we let, Gary wanted to do the intro on this and you'll hear that. Uh, but, um, uh, it's get, uh, the restaurant's getting a lot of accolades. So we thought it was a timely thing to have him on with his James Beard nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, big thing for Portland. And as, as you'll hear, uh, he's been on some other top restaurant lists. So, uh, if we, you may have heard about Han Oak, but you will certainly hear, be hearing about it in the near future if you haven't. And you definitely did here. Mm-hmm. Right at the Fork is brought to you by Leanne Bach. Choosing the right realtor can make or break the buying or selling experience in real estate. Leanne Bach is in tune with the ever-changing Portland landscape, especially as it pertains to our food and restaurant world. Why not work with someone who's in step with you and has years of experience to work on your behalf? Find Leanne at LeanneBach.com. L-E-A-N-N-E-B-A-C-H dot com. Zupans, unsurpassed quality from the best meats and wines to local baked goods, fresh flowers, and an extensive craft beer selection. Step into Zupans and be inspired for your next meal. Food-loving customers as well as local chefs know that Zupans is the place to find the very best Northwest bounty in Portland. West Burnside, Southwest McAdam, and Lake Oswego. Local and family-owned for over 40 years. Zupans Markets. Food Trekking World. Coming soon in Portland is Food Trekking World, the world's largest convention of trade professionals. Food and beverage meet travel and hospitality. Business-to-business appointments speeches, and hundreds of professionals you'll want to meet from all over the world. It's April 2nd through the 4th at the Sentinel Hotel. Find out more at foodtrekkingworld.org. That's trekking with two Ks. And for our listeners only, use promo code SPOON, S-P-O-O-N, for $300 off right now. Well, hi, it's Chris. If I may break in here on myself, uh, if you wouldn't mind, I just wanted to clue you in to the fact that as long as you're listening to this podcast and you're going to hear Peter and me talk about an event at Han Oak. Subsequent to recording this, um, we have come up with a really fun one for you, and I wanted you to be aware of it. Check it out at PortlandFoodAdventures.com under the Upcoming Events tab, or you can actually now find us on Facebook. Um, I believe it says Upcoming Events or Sparkso. You can buy tickets directly from Facebook. Um, Peter's inviting one of my favorite people, Doug Adams into the Hano Kitchen to do a Korean barbecue fest on May 10th. Uh, it's going to include cocktails, um, all the drinks, and a lot of food, and maybe even some other goodies as well. So um, check it out, and we're going to offer counter seats 
At some point, the first people who are going to have an option to buy those are going to be at our Quintrell PFA on March 29th. We still have a few seats left there. So if you're interested in both going there and some of the counter seats at our Hano PFA, there you go. PortlandFoodAdventures.com, upcoming events, Han Oak, hope to see you there. So, yeah, Gary, you wanted to uh, intro Peter. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't talk to him about this, and I may have some of this information wrong. Uh-oh. I didn't actually talk to you about it, but let's give it a go, see how much of it is right. Let's, there you go. That, well, you know, a lot of this is winging, so... Um, but Court and I had the opportunity to go to Han Oak. Actually, your Sunday? Did we go on a Sunday night? It was night? a Sunday yeah. night. A couple, Sunday couple night, weeks ago. Dumpling and noodle That's right. night. And that was, uh, it was wonderful. I loved walking in there. And the vibe was so friendly mm-hmm. and so nice. And we sat at the counter. Yeah. It was fantastic. And this is because Gary had been prodding us a little bit. If you're going to get out, get to Han Oak. Hi, Gary. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thanks for the wonderful Instagram posts. You're welcome. They are fantastic. I don't know if anybody's been... A few people have started to catch on to Food Podcast PDX Instagram. I'm, I'm following. Yeah, it's, no. It's, we're getting it's, more likes than we used to. Oh, oh of yeah. course, because we weren't paying attention to yeah. that. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's great that this is your outlet now. There's no more Gary the Foodie. Uh, at the moment, and so people can find you there. So thank you, and well, it was particularly interesting to see the uh, you and Peter did a have been doing some crawls. Correct. Yes, we wanted to have you on with Peter because you know him pretty well, and we thought it would be a better interview if you're participating, Gary. So okay. participate. Okay, let's go. Um, Peter was born and raised in Springfield, Oregon. He made it to New York City, where he worked his way up the Spotted Pig ladder to sous chef. And Spotted Pig is a restaurant um, co-owned by the very, very famous April Bloomfield. He then moved on to April Bloomfield's The Breslin, which uh, is the one Michelin-starred restaurant where he, where he was a chef to, his chef to cuisine for five years, including the year that they were awarded its Michelin star in 2010, and which they still have to this day. Um, after he moved to Portland, he and Johnny Lee started a pop-up called Stray Dogs, and I was there the very first night of that pop-up in December of 2014. That's surprising. Uh, good... that, that, that's shocking. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stray uh, Dogs morphed into Stray Birds, which morphed into Han Oak. And Han Oak's accolades over the last uh, few months, um, it's been on three best new restaurant lists, Thrillists. Best New Restaurant List, of which there were 12 of them. Eater's Best New Restaurant List, of which there were 21. And he was just named recently a James Beard semifinalist. He, Han Oak, was named a James Beard semifinalist for Best New Restaurant, one of the 20, one of 20 semifinalists. Well, and and what's Cho. interesting about that is, I'm sorry, again, Peter Cho. And what's interesting about that is Peter wants to, is here to tell us that it's not really a restaurant after you just did that int- introduction. <laughs> Yeah, you know we've been Good fighting. To know. Yeah, we've been fighting that for a little while. Yeah. Why does it matter wh- whether you're a quote unquote restaurant? You're a place to eat. So the d- the word restaurant semantically, how does yeah, that? Yeah, I think I, I just I think people have an expectation of what to, you know, what to get when they come. Um, it's 
unique in that we're only open a few days a week. And it's also unique that we're sort of changing the format between the two two days, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Mondays. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's unique um, to that space, uh, but also just unique to Portland. I think Portland is accepting of those kinds of different concepts. Well, that's why I think it's not necessary to say this isn't a restaurant per se, because there are so many different types of restaurant experiences or eating experiences right, right, here. Right. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's like the, whole, it's the not... whole like pop-up movement, I feel like, um, sort of helped with that. And right. I, I think Just... we've been accepted in that way only because of that, a lot of that, you know, over the past three years. Um, Do you consider yourself a pop-up? Uh, no. No, I mean, we have our space and we pay rent. So, yeah. I so, mean, you, so, yeah, you are. You just change. It's a different thing every night. But yeah. I don't think that's unusual to Portland. If you were somewhere else, you might have to explain that away. But I still think restaurant applies. And I'd yeah. be, you've been getting all these accolades as a restaurant. Right. Don't pull that away. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's all been very good. Uh, yeah, all the publications have been very kind. Are you surprised when you hear about all this? Yeah, yeah. Every I mean, are you <laughs> genuinely humbled? I mean, because you work, you've had experience yeah. with in New York, the big stage, right, with right, right. those kind of awards, and now yeah, you're bringing that, that here. Yeah, no, it is kind of weird to to get it um, uh, for myself. Uh, obviously, you know, working for April, she, you know, she got a lot of those accolades in New York, and uh, for me, it's a little yeah. I mean, it's weird. It's weird. Every time uh, we've been on one of those lists, I'd be sleeping and my wife would wake me up and slap me on the head and be like, hey, look at this. And, you know, I'm half awake and, yeah, I'm come so, to find out we're on some, um, some crazy list. Yeah. Does it ever, as a business person, does it yeah. dawn on you, oh, shit, now we're going to have to open another night because <laughs> we're going to have to, we have to do, we, we, we're going to have the demand? No, absolutely. I, I, I I think I said that after the Eater one came out. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're going to be busy this weekend. And inevitably, yeah, the, the reservations pick up and we got to staff up and get, you know, get prepared. Yeah, what I generally hear out there is when something like that happens, it's one year of effect. And then you got to keep it up, obviously. Yeah. But um, so you're probably seeing that. Well, yeah. And... I mean, I feel like every time uh, an article comes out and we get we get a busy week or two, but uh, it gets spread out for us, which is nice. We're not like totally slammed. People can still make a reservation next Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, uh, Friday, Saturday. Um, there's plenty of room in the books, and that's now. So yeah. this this is streaming in a couple of weeks, I think. Yeah. So that could change rapidly because you yeah. could become like a long bond right do you yeah. want w would you fear being six months out with reservations yeah i would actually because we um you know we schedule we basically open our reservation books 45 days in advance um but outside of that we you know we don't want to be locked down to six months of reservations because we're not set up that way i i'm there uh, my wife is there um and we just never know where, where we're going to be with our staff. Everything's very tight with us because we're only open four days a week. Um, you know, we have uh, a handful of staff uh, front and back of the house. And, you know, we just keep it really tight. Scheduling's tight. You know, the margins are tight. Um, Can that change over time? 
uh, can the margins get a little better as yeah. you get more? You know, the, I've noticed price creep in Portland yeah. recently. So you you have an opportunity to kind of start a new thing. You've been there for a while now. Right. But a lot of people are new to it. Oh, a lot of people, Court and I went, new experience. Right. Um, could you start the, uh, you know, could you see where margins won't, will expand? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, like, I don't treat it like a real restaurant because of the fact that we're only open four days a week and we're just kind of doing this. And things have changed over the over the past year, too. Um, we had a brunch service. We stopped that. We added the dumpling and noodle nights. Um, I want to be able to change. I want to be able to, like, have that space be more flexible. And um, I was just talking to a good friend, and we were talking about, you know, hosting residencies um, and having, you know, chefs visiting from across the country maybe the world and coming and spending five days and cooking their food here to introduce it to portland um i want to be able to do that six months from now but if i'm booked solid like a long bond um can't you don't have that flexibility don't really have that flexibility yeah but he's already i mean he hosts pop-ups now i mean chelo yeah had one with Mm -hmm. march 1st and then the ramen shop from oakland uh, did a two night stint in January, which yeah, was you, you couldn't. I'm I'm sorry, anyone who missed that, yeah. I'm sorry, you missed the best ramen you probably ever have in your life. So, Gary, so. here's a question: How do you find out about those things? Is it only on? Do you find about you know if you follow? You must have a newsletter, Peter, for Hanok. And by the way, is it the proper pronunciation? Because this is always important to me. Is it Han or Han? Han. That's yeah, good. Hanok. Well, I got that one right. Yeah. Gary said Han. Yeah. Gary says yeah, a lot of well, things. I say a lot of things wrong. Well, no, I'm glad to hear that because I thought, you know, I, I take great pain. No, I take slight pains to yeah. try to get them right. Yeah, say pudechige. Pudechige. Yeah, we had a good nice. laugh. Let's screw that. that one up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you guys have been doing restaurant crawls. Is it a beer? Is it a James Beard crawl that you're doing? No. No. Oh, okay, because no, I, no. I saw it's, you guys. It's, it's, it's kind of like. Le Pigeon, and I was trying to figure out, how do I get invited to that? The stuff I'm seeing on our Instagram, how do I get invited to that? <laughs> right. You, yeah, you guys, why, why aren't you going on these Because Gary doesn't say anything. He just, he's, he's, just, he's living his life. Yeah. He's doing the Gary exactly. thing. Exactly. I see it afterwards and thought, eh, I'd come in for that. Yeah, you know, it's pretty epic. The one we went to, we went to five places, and, and I mean, for Gary, he'll have you know, three tasting menus in a night. So. Do you do that? Is that standard? Or you're oh, only doing no that because you're with Gary? No way. I wonder how many people do that. So I, I, I'm sure there's a bunch of people. And I feel like there's... I don't think so, man. There's folks There's folks who who do that. There's some Instagram accounts that I follow. That some are, Portland people who are doing that or people who oh, are traveling no. in from out of town. Yeah. You know, I can you understand know, I can... where Gary goes. And Gary, you can explain this. You'll go to Paris or Chicago or San Francisco. And I can see trying to get in... Six, eight yeah, restaurants yeah, in yeah. two nights. Yeah. But in Portland, there's, it's, you know, why would you do that? Well, we, we, well, it's just, it's just fun. Okay. That's your, that's your recreation. Yeah. So, and then everybody always says it's incredible that Gary isn't this big fat guy. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you do that? Because he works well, out. And he walks, yeah, I tell everybody uh, he walks everywhere too. I walk everywhere. Yeah. yeah. That's what it is. So how is, how is it for you, Peter, going on? Uh, five restaurants in one night. Yeah, I mean that was that was special because um, so we, uh, my wife's son and I have a two-year-old son, Elliot, and 
in the two years, we probably only went out maybe two times. So we we um, wanted to go out. Um, actually, had my brother um, babysit him, and and yeah, knocked out five places that I'd never been to. And and since then, we've we've got a running list. So now we're just like going to try and. And so that gets you that that got the you fed the fed the drug oh yeah too totally. and now yeah. you want to get out yeah yeah, yeah so, she she got the bug i think and so it's really it's really son's lead she you know as long as she's okay with um Elliot being with you know somebody else for the night and we can well i was i will time. say this and this is the first time i've ever offered marital advice on this podcast i mean someone who's been single now for a long time but it's very important yeah. when you have a two, three, four, five-year-old yeah, yeah. to get out. Yeah. And you have to. Because especially when you ha- you're doing something where you're doing where it's all in the same place. Yeah, yeah. Um, but well, I think the best advice I can give anybody is just make sure you get out and you have you time. Yeah. The, the time that you had before you had children, yeah. that's incredibly important to yeah. revisit. Um, but Gary's there. <laughs> Yeah, well, he's a, Gary well, the that, third wheel. Is well, that's there. true. So, so, you're, so you are going out with your child. Yeah, the, no, not a third or, wheel, just another child. Or, no, yeah, I, I, totally. I, 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 live it. I love it. Yeah. Gary the third wheel. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of names for Gary now. It's it's it was Gary, Gary the, the yeah Gary the glutton, Gary the food runner now. So he ran a couple dishes uh, a couple nights ago or a few weeks ago. Uh, he's Gary the fifth wheel when he goes out with. Uh, uh, Roadhouse, yeah, Roadhouse, and Woodward. So I'm gonna I'm gonna address this now, and this is Peter's interview, but I just want to ask. It, it relates to Peter too, but Gary, you're here. So after your podcast last week, your February update, um, or two was it? Yeah, it was last week. I didn't tell you, but I got a couple of emails from people saying, "Really, he's bored of the Portland food scene," <laughs> and and I kind of understand that. I'm kind of like, "Hey, Gary, you gotta, you gotta." get a little real here uh, we have a lot of fun places to eat which is tip which is exemplified in the fact that you're going out with peter and you're having a good time so you're kind of contradicting yourself uh well you so I, I shouldn't go out to eat in portland is that what you're saying because i may not i mean it, it's it's not it's not the most exciting food city i mean like i was just in san francisco and had went to five restaurants in 10 hours yeah and the, the food I had, as anyone who wants to look at that Instagram, is just was just super super. It wasn't a lot of it wasn't fantastic, but I put almost every restaurant in there and would be in the top five, six but in so, Portland. But you're you're discussing a different a certain plane of restaurants, right? A certain level of restaurants. Yeah, I think that's unfair to to compare San Francisco to Portland. Yeah, because so you're looking for you know you like chef driven restaurants. And the smaller plates are things you really like. They're not necessarily... I like them. I enjoy them. And for me, they're part of my mix, but it's not the first place I'm thinking I want to go is that experience. And so when you're talking about being bored, there are only so many of those in Portland, and there are a lot of them in San Francisco and a lot of them in the cities you visit. So my point is you're going out with Peter having a great time in Portland. It's not but that. But that has that's it's not it's not just the food. When I go with Peter and son, it's 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 actually a lot less about the food and more about being with them and talking and yeah, having totally. a good time. You've talked about that. You've talked about that, Chris, before that you don't even know what you ate. All you can think of is all you can remember is the interaction you had with the people you were with. You don't remember what you ate. I kind of feel the same way. 
Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I like to not remember what I ate. But I feel like okay, you're, yeah. you're. I feel like you're dining out differently now. I feel like when you go to San Francisco, you're you're going out there to try these places with Michelin stars and taking pictures of every dish. But like here, I, I and I noticed it now. You're dining out with other folks a lot more and just ha- trying to have a good time. And I, and right. that's why I want to do this more regularly with you. Is that like you can have a good time at any place. <laughs> it doesn't right. have to be a Michelin yeah. star place. And and the the good thing about like it's been awesome to have and get closer and um, come closer to Gary and and have him become a friend. He comes in. The thing about Hanuk is that people like our friends in the industry and chefs and stuff they come to visit us, so we feel like we're going out, and that's why we we don't really go out and go out to eat because you know it's it's a social it's a social event. Right, but it's basically. very different to be sitting at a table. And have uh, ordering well, whatever you order and enjoying that rather yeah. than being on the other side of the table and talking. But court the night we were there, we saw a lot of there people from the industry. Three there. or, was like three or four, just yeah. yeah, just in the two hours we were there. It was a yeah. parade yeah. starting with Earl, yeah. you know, sitting on the corner <laughs> yeah. from from Paddy and Longbon and yeah. and Hot Yai. You have to you now every time you mention somebody, you have to mention all three restaurants. <laughs> like it's when I talk about Jose, you yeah. can no longer just say Atala. Yeah. You have to. So uh, Earl was there, and then um, we saw um, Jin from Sambu. Yeah, yeah. PJ, yeah. yeah. And uh, a few people. Babysitter. Yeah, so, yeah I tried to get him to babysit as much as yeah, he goes. PJ. <laughs> PJ is really good. I, I have a standing, I actually have a standing offer. If anybody wants to come in and dine at the counter and, and watch Elliot, they eat for free. Eat and drink for free. <laughs> oh wow, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a, I think you'll get a few inquiries. Probably right. probably you'll do better at that yeah. than we get when we say make a comment or rate the podcast. Right. That yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, no. but they get to come and have that fried chicken. Yeah. That <laughs> and that yes. I'm I've been thinking about that fried chicken since I was there. Didn't nice. you Gary, didn't you say that that's uh, in your like top tier first or top second? Three. Top three. They, they get, yeah, Pete gave me shit about that. Saying it should be well, could it be like number one? But see, I, since I since I said that, man, I love that wet chicken, the moist chicken. I love to use <laughs> oh, those no. words, wet and moist, not right. with chicken, yeah. not so, with food. And I learned that when I was food raised, Gary. But Gary, it, I, I do, I, that that, that the says moist wet, wet on the menu, doesn't it? Really, yeah, it's getting maybe close. That was a mistake. I don't know. I think, you need to say I think it's terrible to say. I steered away from it, but I'm yeah. going to say I did remember that yeah. to, to clarify oh, yeah. or correct myself. Absolutely remember that, and I want to go back for that fried chicken. Awesome. You know, I don't know about you, Court, but I've gone through a number of real estate transactions in mm-hmm. my time, and I've had some great ones, and I've had some not-so-great ones. Right. And the key is picking the right realtor right off the bat. It all comes down to the realtor when, it, when you get down to it. Right, especially in a hot market, and you, and you need to act fast, and you need to negotiate uh, from a strong position. Yeah, and in, in a matter of days, if not half of a day, Chris, could mean thousands of dollars gained or lost. Right, and market knowledge as well. Mm-hmm. So we've known Leanne for a little while now, and I can tell you this, she's tuned into the food world. So I would say if there's anyone listening out there and they want someone who understands where they're coming from and where they want to come from when they go to a restaurant, Leanne is the one to call. And that number would actually be 503-349-7890 or go online to leannebach.com. That's L-E-A-N-N-E-B-A-C-H.com. Do it. We love Leanne, and, and she's here to support not only us, but our entire Portland food world. So, uh, Chris, I understand things going pretty well for these upcoming uh, trips to Europe in the fall. PFA International. Yeah. Tuscany. 
with Chef Rick Gencarelli of Lardo and Grassa. If you're a fan of theirs and you know him at all, or if you don't know him, we're going to have a great time doing uh, foraging for truffles, eating incredible food, beer tasting, wine tasting in Tuscany. We also have seven days in Barcelona, our third trip that we've done with Chef Jose Chesa of Chesa, Atala, and 180. Go eat churros in Barcelona with Chef Jose. Yeah. And, uh, and we have some space there. Our Tuscany trip is almost full, and we have some space for Barcelona. So um, we welcome anybody to come along and contact me for more information. Yeah, and then you can go to uh, portlandfoodadventures.com. The uh, the blog tab will give you the itineraries and, and how to contact Chris. I'll just tell you right now. You yeah. can call 503-395-5900. Okay, that's one way. You also, do you have some events coming up as well? Portland? I do. Some local events? Thanks for asking, Court. You're, you're welcome. Uh, we're at Quaintrell, March 29th, with Chef Bill Wallander. And that's a beautiful restaurant, excellent food, and uh, one of the new places that we've talked about quite a few times on Right at the Fork with Gary the Glutton. I just want to say that Hand Oak is one of the most unique experiences in Portland because it, it feels, it, while Pete's right, it's, I mean, I still think of it as a restaurant, but it really isn't a restaurant where it's just, it feels, it's, it's you know, right next door is Pete's home, and the restaurant feels like Pete's home. Um, there's so a completely it's, it's different vibe when you walked in, when you yeah. walk into the, there, you yeah. feel like you're in someone's home. It's right. V- right. very welcoming. And it's not that sun came over and just has this beautiful smile that in and of itself was, uh, extremely, uh, warming right off the bat. Yeah. But just the, the energy when you walk in, it feels like, Oh, this is a place I want to be. Yeah. And so well, good job. Did you, yeah, you the two of us, I mean, the... plan that that's just emanating from you. Right. But, uh, yeah, but you know when like that night that you came in, it was busy. So we were we were, you know, pretty in the weeds. But um but Earl comes in and immediately my guard is down. Not that I have a guard up, but it's like I just relax. You mm-hmm. know, like friends show up and they they all want to come and sit at the counter. I say hi, a bunch of people I, never, I haven't seen in a long time or they come regularly, but like I I feel more relaxed. And then Young is there with Elliot, and everybody knows, you know, everybody. And, you know, we have, you know, two cooks, Andrew, Mace, and, and Kevin, and Robin, and, and all these guys. Like, you know, they've been in the industry in Portland for a little while, and so they have friends come, come in and, and dine. And it just makes us all relax and, and, you know, feel like throwing a party, really. Have you uh, heard from April recently? Are you still in um, touch with, with yeah, them? Yeah, we text every now and again yeah what did you take from her to bring to Han Oak to make it that much more of a great experience um you know I don't know I guess like when we opened Han Oak the space really um kind of dictated what it was going to be so my past experience in New York it's just so different that Obviously, my cooking has been influenced and will be influenced by her because that's, I mean, I learned everything uh, working for her. Um, and you walked in with no culinary school experience. Yeah, yeah. How much experience had you had you had when you walked in to get a job? None whatsoever. None? Yeah, none. And how'd you get a job? Well, so I was, uh, so when I first moved out to New York, I, was, I followed my brother. He moved out there and he, he was living in a, a four-story brownstone in Harlem. And what was cool was that each floor sort of had, there was like a couple who lived on one floor. 
our floor had me, my brother, and another guy, and it was sort of the four mates. And then the, the top floor had another three women who were all four mates. And we would all, the whole house would take turns, one, one person each every Sunday, cooking Sunday dinner. So I had to cook for 12 people um, uh, every few weeks. And like cooking for myself and my brother or, you know, whoever is very different from cooking for 10, 12 people. And so I got, I got into cooking. Um, and one of my, uh, the, one of the four mates, um, was a foodie and I, I didn't really know about the restaurant scene in New York at all. So, um, he was the one that sort of guided me and he would take me out to dinner and like, take me, you know, we, we would cook together. Um, so yeah, that's what got me into cooking. What were you doing then for, for a living when you were living? Uh, I had just graduated college and so I was just out there kind of, yeah, dicking around. In New York? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got so, a job. So I got a job at Whole Foods Market in Chelsea, and they had a funny like uh, grocery delivery like program. So you, people would go in, and nobody like in New York. There's a lot of like four story walk ups or you know five story walk ups sometimes, and people would get bags and bags of groceries and not want to like take it home with them. So we would like go, and so that was a fun job. To have and good exercise. When, yeah, when I first moved to New York, I was driving like you know a refrigerated sixteen passenger van with like another guy, just like, and that was back before iPhones. We had maps, fold out maps of the city. Wow. Just getting lost in Midtown or like you know West Village, like where all the streets kind of cross. And, and you had to park that thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least you had two. I got of, really two good at parallel parking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, Whole Foods got me into food a little bit more and and. Um, yeah, and then I just learned about sort of the restaurant scene, and I really had no idea. So I, how did that interview go? So, what did you say to her? And so to yeah, get her so to I was like, you in? so I was watching a lot of Food Network and and all that, and um, I was like, hey, I think I could I could cook. I think I could, you know start my way up from the bottom or something. And but at the same time, I was considering uh, going to culinary school, French Culinary Institute, and I visited, and I was about to plunk down you know, 35 grand, I think at the time, uh, for a nine month program. And another friend was like, you know what? You should just like walk into a restaurant and see if you can get a job. Spot so is big. Yeah. You can start, make money instead. Yeah. Yeah. Started as a dishwasher. And so I did. And I fell like ass backwards into the spotted pig. Like I just happened to be walking by to visit a friend in the West village. And I saw this like cute little place that was like off the street from the main street. And it looked really you know, nice. It was lunchtime, so it wasn't crazy busy like it is. And then so I walked in and had a quick interview with April. And, you know, could that happen today there, do you think? It would be a different process? I think that could happen anywhere. If somebody, like, walked into to, to Hanok and said, hey, I just want to learn. And, and it happened start. to be a day that you were either shorthanded or been thinking. Yeah. It would be good. Yeah, I mean... I, because of my story and my background, I would be accepting of anybody, really. So what is your background? You, so you grew up in Oregon. Yeah, so I, I was actually born in Korea. Um, we, our family immigrated to, to, to the States when I was seven. And we moved to Springfield. And What yeah. brought them to Springfield? What brought your parents so to Springfield? So my great aunt, so my dad's aunt um, was living in Eugene. Uh, she had married an American uh, soldier during the during the Korean War and moved, or after, and then moved, um, and she just sort of brought my dad's side of the family. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
What kind of process was that? Do you remember it? Seven no, is when I you have... start having, you should have some memories. Well, no. So I don't know. I think all of that, that like, you know, moving to a new country and all that, it was, it was kind of a traumatizing experience. Maybe. I feel like there's a lot of it that I don't remember. Do you remember I just have being a, in Korea? I just have a terrible memory in general. Um, yeah. There's like pockets of, yeah, I, I don't remember my childhood. There was a kid, I, like, there was a kid in high school who was like, hey, I remember you when you first came to the first grade elementary class and had your head down on the table for the entire day. Um, but yeah, that was, I think. So, well, maybe you don't remember because I'm guessing you didn't speak English, right, no, when you got no. here. Yeah, no, no. So that's got to be a tough experience. It's yeah. hard enough changing schools. Yeah. But, right. Speaking another language. And by the way, Springfield is not, as far as I know, is not a real metropolitan, cosmopolitan. Oh, tiny, tiny little town. Yeah. It's a My brother little. and I were the, like, he's, he's two years older than me. And we were the only Koreans growing up, like, all, all throughout all, uh, middle school, high school. Only Koreans in our school. And so, what were you, uh, I saw your parents are in your kitchen. Yeah. Now, right? Yeah, Helping yeah. or working? What are they? Are they just there once in a while? So no, they're. Was, they're Did there she teach the... you what you know now? Well, yeah, um, over the past year, yeah. And we, I don't I've mean to learning. say she. Did they? Yeah. Did they... Uh, my mom, mostly, yeah. I, got, I, did, I did grow up cooking with my mom a lot. I, I always found myself in the kitchen and helping her. Um, making dumplings was, like, always a thing. She would make a big batch of, of dumpling filling with my sister. And I would, uh, my brother always got away with it, but my sister and I would sit, sit around and make dumplings. And I would, so that you would rather have not made the dumplings? Uh, dumpling? What do you mean? Well, you said your brother got away with it. Well, he got away with not having to like make dumplings <laughs> with all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so now they're making dumplings in your kitchen. Yeah, uh, yeah it's that's, pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah, and they're they got a process going. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's what it is. Uh, it's, I can't remember who I just. I think I just saw Bourdain in. Uh, I don't know, it was somewhere, and, and it was a whole dumpling. Yeah, and they do them like five easy. seconds it's not each. easy. Yeah. yeah. No, 20, I, I, 20 turns. I just remember watching Oh, yeah, the Shaolong Bao. Yeah, just the, just the muscle memory, because you were carrying on conversations while you were doing it. Yeah. And like every single dumpling, though, was just perfect every single time. Right, yeah, that's training. Yeah. <laughs> that's training uh, to, to do the same thing and make it exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> so, Gary, uh, food-wise, I'll ask you. What makes Han Oak, uh, what elevates that experience for you, that it makes it special to go there? Because you go there quite often. You have to like it. What are the things there that, last, that, well, last that are different? Well, last night I was there, I just came in for about an hour. Sometimes it's just I come in for an hour, drink some of Michelle Rucco's cocktails, get it to go order, as I did last night, and go home. It's Like I said, it, it, if I get stressed out, I just want to relax. I, I normally go Sunday, Mondays for noodle and dumpling night. I, I, I can't remember the last time I was in for the uh, Friday, Saturday dinner. Yeah, what's um, up with that, Gary? Since he started to do the noodles and dumplings, I just really, that's my, that's my jam. Because yeah. there's no reservations. I don't have to think about it if I want to go in. Right. I just go in. Sometimes I come in. You know what? I, I occasionally do this to to other places. Maybe just Castagna. Maybe, where I'll just come in toward the end of service and hang out. I do it. I do it a lot at Can Oak, <laughs> yeah. where it's the most unusual kind of cool thing. Is like after service, everyone just kind of sits at the bar, and just everyone just kind of winds down. Everyone counts the money and just kind of relaxes. And people have staff meal. All right, leftovers. so you have a relationship, but I guess 
let me try it another way. Not that you weren't. That's not a good answer. But what got what got the beard, what got the James Beard Foundation's atten- foundation's attention? Uh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume it's, it's the, the food is is I don't know if it's unique, but it's it's done in a very mm, kind of non traditional way for a Korean restaurant, and I and the, the food is is. I don't know. I, I, really I, I like that you're putting. I, I like rusty. that you're putting him on the spot because I don't think he thinks that I deserve it. <laughs> Gar- he was probably just as shocked as I was. Maybe, maybe the laugh is his way of not having to discuss it. <laughs> hey, That's it's a cool. Diversion. It's cool. No. I mean, we keep it real with Gary. Gary, no, Gary's always very real. I'll, yeah. I'll put you on the spot, the Gary. Yeah, no, Gary. The, the thing is, did no, he deserve a James Beard nomination? He's, yeah, he's just as shocked though. Well, I, he 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 got one. That's all that matters. <laughs> hey, <Okay>. Thanks, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what do you think, Peter? What what do you think got their attention and Thrillist's attention? What is it? Um, I don't know. <laughs> it is a unique experience. Like like you said, walking. I mean, I I judge places that way too. I walk in and see how it feels, and I feel like if I feel if, if a space feels really good, and and I. I know that I'm going to have a good time. I was talking about this with uh, Kevin, one of our cooks, and he's like, it's up to you as the guest. It's up to you. You're going to have a good time. You, d- you decide that when you walk in. And I think if people are, are coming in to, to check you out or judge your food or whatever, then you're not going to have a good time. And I don't think that's, that's any restaurant well, that you go to. A lot to. of so people like, are doing that. That's all the, the, that's... That's what they do. Right. On the other hand, they may forget they're there to have an experience as right. well. But I think, like, you know, critics or people who dine that much, I, I, it's hard to keep that up if you're, like, going to a bunch of places. So, so you know, people that have written about us, they're on a, a countrywide tour to check out all the new places. And so, if, if you know, you could grow tired of, like, going to... So, like, when they walk in in a place feels interesting and weird like they can't find it it's at the back of the parking lot and, and the, but they come in and it's warm and inviting and there's people like at the counter like gary's there shooting the shit and like but it looks like people are having a good time they come james, in and that doesn't give you a james beard yeah but i think that gives them a good experience right. so if you're having a good time you know company is good and you're you're you know then the food tastes better, I think, right? I, I agree. I, I, but you may not remember it. No, I, but I'm like, not saying I forgot yours already. It was pretty recently. So, yeah. But my question is, you know, you can get dumplings and yeah. you can get noodles in a lot of places in Portland. Yeah. And I haven't been to your Friday and Saturday night dinners, right. like the coursed out dinners. Yeah. So are those what anybody would have judged those upon? Yeah. That's high praise and you haven't been here very long yeah well I, I also had, yeah i also haven't been cooking this food very long but I, it, it's the help of staff our, our staff is like i've been blessed with having you know really talented cooks and to get me to this place like, and yeah. so your plan when you moved here was to do pop-ups and get to where you are now or something like what you didn't know because it was based on the space yeah. that you built built yeah. around it yeah. but that was your goal you didn't come out just to do pop-ups and then executive no. chef for somebody I definitely didn't want to work as a chef for another restaurant, for sure. Um, I did. I did spend some time looking for a space of my own, and it's it was tough at the time. I think you really have to like be here for a few years before you can find an interesting space. Um, 
but yeah, my plan wasn't to to get right back into cooking. Um, yeah. Were you planning just, to open a place up with Johnny? Uh, no, we just you know that just happened. Um, I was helping out. So Naomi, I I met Naomi Pomeroy from uh, from Beast. Uh, we had done some events. We met in Miami for like a food and wine event. And, um, so when I first moved out here, I reached out to her. And, I reached out to a bunch of chefs, but I reached out to her, and she's, you know, she was always very, like, helpful and welcoming. And so I was helping at Beast for a little while. And at the same time, Johnny was helping um, with a couple shifts. And so we just, like, you know, we'd be in the back prepping something, uh, some big prep project and shooting the shit. And oh, so you guys met out here? Yeah, we met out here. I had, I had met him at Clyde when he was there, but, yeah, we met out here. And I'm sure our paths crossed in New York at some point, but... It seems that everybody's paths, you know, when I read chefs out here have worked in New York, a lot of them I see, not a lot, but enough, I see 11 Madison Park, the same names over and over again. Yeah. yeah. Um, But there are so many restaurants, but there are certain restaurants that everybody's been through. I mean, here in Portland, we have ours. Right. Like, you know, it was Wildwood and Paley's and, but in New York, yeah, those are some that everybody's kind of walked through yeah like the isn't, isn't there like a, a tree like a family tree restaurant family tree in portland yeah there was uh about? it was done by michael russell i think yeah, really? i might be no wrong. no who was it um i was looking at it the other day actually yeah. it was in uh what's called mix from like four years ago oh, actually, okay. i actually was looking at it, like i, I had a, I, have a, I have a hard copy it was the oregonian um, that did it but it wasn't michael I don't think so. It was. It was I, I can't. Rem- I mean, I, if I could find it, I I would tell you right now. But it was. In, it was in mix. Well, it was we'll, in a magazine. We'll tag Michael and invite him to correct us and tell us who did it. But anyway, it's a pretty cool thing. However, it's outdated at this point in time. It needs to be updated, and it would be larger, like yeah. exponentially larger with everything that's gone on. So, um, so you have you have a creative bent right because you want to change things up you don't want to do the same thing all the time hey gary whatever you're doing if you're like stapling for the local school (laughs) gary what are you doing gary i I, you're you're kind of going in and out second well you're you're making the reason we're going in and out is you're you're making some noise over there (laughs) i was looking for the the mix thing man oh okay okay i just pulled it up it was it was released in mix magazine Michael Russell did report on it, so everybody's correct oh. so far. But I don't think he put together the list. I'm trying to pull it up who uh, who actually. Did. It needs to be. It should be updated. It would be a big project for somebody though yeah. to to update it. Um, so do you have if if it's updated and if it were to be updated four years from now? So when you went on your crawl, was there anything that uh, astounded you? Where did uh, you guys go? What are the five restaurants you did on that one night? The Superbite. A towel Yeah, that burger. Bit house. Oh, I want to go back for that. Is this yeah, the, the Superbite burger? Burger, burger Superbite. Super bite. Yeah. I've been, I've been, I've, I've seen it posted multiple times on like Instagram, and I'm like, yeah, All right, I don't that, think that looks I mean, like the like, burger for me. You should get that burger anytime, not just their happy hour. Yeah, it's they, they're calling it their happy hour burger, but I think it is right. available. Well, time. you can get on it the regular menu all the time. Dollars, which yeah. includes the fries. Yeah. Oh, you can get it. And, okay. and Peter saying that he loved the burger means a lot because at the Breslin they had a lamb burger. That is nationally, if not worldwide, known. So, what else did you like? So, Atala. Did... Yeah, Atala was fantastic. Um, yeah, we. Bit uh... House. We had the bologna sandwich. Yeah, Bit House. Yeah. How's the bologna Klikoshka. sandwich at Bit? How's the bologna sandwich at Bit House? 
it was more sophisticated than I than I thought it would be. It was, it was actually they didn't good call it more to sandwich. Okay, cool. And then, and then we, went, we went to Kachka. Yeah, how's Kachka doing? I haven't been there in a while. Um, same it, as always. Busy. Yeah, I mean it's awesome. So I. <laughs> Like, because we haven't been out, and, you know, you hear about Atala and, and, and Superbite, and you hear about all these places and how great they are, and, and you just, I don't know, it's hard for us, uh, we just, with high expectations, you just, you know, are disappointed a lot. But it was, it's pretty awesome to go to those places and be like, okay, this is really good. Well, it's actually, like, you know, lives up to all the hype. Yeah. I find it incredible how hard people in the chefs... And cooks, people in the industry work, and how little they get to go out. There yeah. aren't a lot of chefs. Once in a while, you get to go out on a Monday, Sunday or Monday night. Yeah, yeah. But well, that's why we did our, did our Sunday Monday nights. Um, was as an industry, as a industry broth. friendly. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's nights. great. So, but you're um, you're working. What are you doing the other three days a week? Uh, is there a lot of prep involved? Yeah, there's What's, a good amount of prep involved, and we do try and um, sell private events as much as we can. So we have, you know, 25 to 50 people. Um, and how are those doing? Because I maintain knowing what I know yeah, and selling we're, events, man. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna well, do one though. I know. I want to thank you for saying that. I yeah. appreciate it. But it's the event space is really tough now. So right. people like you who have a vibe and are getting attention. You're the ones, and, and, you know, Maya at May, you're the ones who can do an event and sell it out in 10 minutes. Well, I but, wish I could. I'm, I know Maya sells out that fast. Well, but hers is a weekly, right. you know, people are tuned in, and she's yeah. getting a lot of attention yeah. now. So you can still get in for brunch if you wait a couple of hours yeah. on a Sunday brunch. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, but this Wednesday night, it's, I've, I've started to watch that, so you get the email and it's usually seven, eight minutes later, the next email comes and says, okay, well, Wednesday's gone, but we still have Sunday, Monday. Are you at that point with your with your events? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and I just don't think we um, are very good about promoting or giving ourselves enough time. But, you know, like Maya, I mean, she's killing it. She's, I mean, that's, that's pretty special. And well, I think she's also she's now going into like, year two or three that she's been doing that. Right. Um, people, when people are know to do that and they know that they have to pay attention to an email that's going to go out and they follow follow you on the, well, your social media and yeah and actually read an email that goes out you know that then then yeah people are but people are so on top of that because it, that's the only way to get in yeah well there's that and Notoguro and Longbon yeah. but I don't even see an email from Longbon I might not be on the list but yeah. he's just said you know I guess he's kind of put his hands up but I do see some potty yeah stuff out there but well, anyway, I, I mean, email you, you know mention it mention you just know that six months in advance yeah but i think that's go, right. it's, it's, they open up every week so exactly you, you, but and let's that, also not not like discourage people i because i know that like you know cancellations happen and i know that oh, like, yeah long bond you can get a table if you pay attention or, well like, plus at least, like follow the, everybody's the, thing if you really want to go you can get a table and i think yes and know, the very nature of long bond is that mm -hmm. you make a reservation six months in advance yeah. and there is a pretty fairly decent chance that when that comes up you can't make that night right. so they do get <laughs> yeah, totally. they get i've had that happen to me twice at long Pond. it's like yeah. oh man i didn't even remember i made this yeah. and it's coming up so yeah, when we went we had to we got invited to um to some friends who had the new year's eve uh reservation they just like book for four knowing that knowing that they can get two people to fill it you know if 
So are we at the age where people will be scalping those things and selling them for a profit? No. Oh, you know what? There was like a service in Europe at some point that was doing that. Right? I would think that in the bigger markets that's yeah. happening, and yeah. they've and they've we're, done what they can to mitigate we, uh, that. When Next originally opened up in, in Chicago, there was that's what it was. That's what tickets. It, right. Yeah. They were selling Next tickets, and I'm sure there's yeah, a way I think around they, that. They let, but they were they started becoming strict about that. I think. But yeah, I mean, something like that would be awesome. Like Gary's in town for. You know, so like in San Francisco, you'd probably do that, right, Gary? Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, scalp a yeah. ticket. To well, I don't know. Yeah, I might depend on who it is. <laughs> if um uh, um, if Fran and Arthur here were having a dinner. Oh yeah. In San Francisco, and depending, I'm not going to pay ten thousand dollars for a ticket to eat Audrey's food, but if we were like a couple thousand, sure, why not? Scalped, yeah. So, do you see? Um, do you, would you prefer to go the direction as long as we're talking about it of Reservations when you when you're Friday and Saturday night are those ticketed or are those reservations? No, no, People those are, are paying those up front. No, those are by reservation. Um, we do have all all of our reservations through our website through uh, oh, so the reservation could, system. Yeah, someone could cancel. And oh yeah, then you've got to deal with that. Oh, yeah, totally. And how do you deal with that? Uh, we charge we do charge a cancellation fee if it's within 24 hours. But generally, because we have inevitably have lock-ins um, and people who call the day of. Um, we're really bad about answering emails and phone calls. So, so if, you know, they call after like two o'clock where, you know, all the staff is there and getting ready. So, um, yeah, usually the day of, you can still score a couple seats. So if someone scores seats, what are you most excited about now that you're serving? Um, well, because the dumpling and noodle nights are, are new, um, I'm excited about that, but I, I, I haven't changed the menu on our Friday, Saturday nights. Too much. Um, components <laughs> change. So, so what? I'm, ju- I'm I'm trying to get to what should get what what will entice Court and me or Court and his wife to make a reservation or me. What's what's great on the Friday and Saturday nights that I haven't had? Um, you probably haven't had. Well, you probably had pretty much everything because there's a bit of crossover, but you haven't had the sam. So uh, our our prefix menu is is sort of based around the two sam dishes, um, bosam, uh, traditionally done with the pork belly. So we marinate it in koji. Um, that helps to sort of you know boost its umami, um, and then we slow roast it, and it's served sliced with uh, rice noodle papers. Um, sheets of rice noodle, pickled daikon, little scallion salad. So it's all about like getting your hands dirty, getting in there, wrapping, wrapping up, you know. And, and so how much of the, uh, um, oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, your, what you're serving, mm-hmm. how much is derived from what you knew from a childhood? Are you looking at cookbooks? What's coming out of just natural talent that you have? Yeah, all of the, it's natural talent, but what... How do you come up with your recipes? Um, the bosom, uh, the truth is I try and stay pretty traditional with flavors. I, I do add little tweaks here and there that, that um, is just from, you know, my 10 years of experience. Um, well, no, it's a bit longer than that. Now, That's not a lot of experience. It's incredible to me how far you've come in a short period of time. Yeah. Well, 10 years in New York is like, I feel like it's dog years, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't it? Get yeah. So, would you recommend to anybody young they go to New York first to um, really go through, you know, Marine boot camp and uh, come back? It's, it's. I feel like it's a little different now. I feel like you can get. I feel like with 
I think chefs will get their training in, in New York or San Francisco or any of these big markets and, and then go to their hometown like I did. Right. Um, would, would they be a better chef by doing that rather than just staying in Portland and walking into your depends. place? Or It, it the, depends. I don't think people will learn as much as they could in, in, some, in a place like Spotted Pig or the Breslin as they would at Hanum. Like, we're, our, our place is so different that, like, it would be, it would definitely be a different experience. Um, you want a full, well-rounded, like, get your butt kicked experience, you got to do it in the, in the big cities. Right. And you can't kick anybody's butt. You have an open kitchen. Like, it, it has to remain yeah. fairly low-key. Yeah. Right? Do you I ever yell, have moments where you need to kick butt? You yell a lot? Really? Sometimes. I yell at Gary a lot. Well, yeah, yeah. Cool. he's, he's not in your like kitchen. Super inappropriate stuff while there's other paying guests at the counter. But. Under underpants, underpants last night. Yeah. Kirkland underpants. Yeah, I'm like, dude, Gary, Gary. Um, uh, yeah, talking about moist, wet, glazed chicken. Like, it's did you ever not, see not Gary good. when he actually dressed up to go out to eat? No, 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 no. no. You know, he, he used to me. have the he used to have the coolest suits in town. First oh, time really? I met him, he had on these beautiful, nice little suits and sometimes a tie. Nice. By the way, I went out. I wore a tie last night to dinner at Achena with, with some friends. <laughs> Uh, I, have met, I have never done that uh, just for to change it up. We had a little challenge. Who's going to wear a tie? And I ended up being the only one to, to wear the tie. Mm-hmm. I went to Achena in um, in Selwood, Italian restaurant. Oh. oh, okay. It was it was nice. And then we went to the Bible Club afterwards. Have you been to the Bible Club? I have not. Oh, you got to go there for a yeah. cocktail. It's great. So can, uh, I, can I say quickly one thing? Yes. If I were to re, if I were to re rank the best restaurants of 2016. Which would include January of 2017, mm. because of Noodles and Dumpling Night, you made it would be number one. It yes. would displace the Dame. It would displace yes. Dame as my number one because of Noodles and Dumpling Night. Because it, no reservations, just walk in. It's casual. It's, it's, it does seem a little bit night and day between Fridays and Saturdays to Mondays and Sundays and Mondays. So Gary, here's where we are, and Peter, this is where we are. I made it. You, you got, you've gotten all the awards or accolades that Look, Gary I'm, already mentioned. Yeah. You give a shit whether Gary thinks that's the uh, the top one. That's what you're getting excited I only about. care about what Gary says. I only care. care about Gary. He doesn't care. I mean, look, I made it, guys. Yeah, if Gary, I'm here on this Gary podcast. All right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna um, get some more oh, emails man. on this podcast. I can just feel it. I could Come quit. In. I think I should just quit. Should I just quit now? I don't know. Should we yeah. just close yeah. the doors. You you make the call. Should we quit while we're ahead? This has been food. this has been Juice a fun sick. but fairly dysfunctional podcast, and I'm gonna blame Gary for that. Having Gary on, we have to we have to evaluate whether we're gonna do this again. <laughs> yeah, Gary, stay on script, okay, Gary. Very well, different when you were he, here with Justin. He's got to make me elevated Korean food. I want elevated Korean food. Sophisticated. Yeah. Yeah. Modern. Maybe. Molecular. <laughs> no. He's maybe he can do, do a pop-up. Really maybe die maybe we can do I that. I might do our, that. Maybe we can so, do this Portland food adventure. Hey, that could be the dinner. Hey, you know what we should do for one of the Portland food inventions? I've been talking about this internally for a long while. Gary. Oh, the, God. Gary the, oh, God. Gary. No. Gary the Food Festival. No, I'm not going to do Gary the Food what? Festival because the last time Wait, he came, why? Hold the last on. time I feel he came like to one of my dinners, the... yeah, but the last this time he came to my, secret. do you know that the last time he came to a dinner was at Cocote? He used to come quite a bit. Okay, he came to Cocote. He gets in an <laughs> argument with an elderly lady oh, sitting my. at our table about how many Michelin stars a restaurant in Paris had. That's I went to true. talk to some other that, people. I came back and I said, "Where's Gary?" And they said he stomped out of he here. He stormed off. Pissed off. 
So it sounds classic. It wasn't. It wasn't about Michelin stars. It was something else. Well, it's a good. I still like the story that it was about Michelin. Okay. I don't think stars. he's disputing the fact that he left. Yeah, no, I, I, I do not dispute the fact that I left. Yeah. I was going to say something really impolite uh -oh. to an eighty-two-year-old woman. <laughs> she wasn't eighty-three. Uh -oh. She was like in her sixties. No. But Gary the Food Festival, you know, we'd invite all of Gary's fam favorite chefs. You know, all the ones that you know. <laughs> Make all the fancy food with tweezers. Oh, from out of town. Sure, everywhere. No, no. So the oh, price yeah. of the everywhere. the price it'll be five hundred dollars for the price yeah. of the ticket. So um, totally. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if we can do that, but stay tuned because we're gonna have fun planning something for sure. April, May, something like that. Yes. All right. So Peter, how do we find you? How do people make reservations? Uh, how do people stalk you on your yeah. um, <laughs> on your crawls with Gary? Uh, so we have our uh, social media, Instagram, our Instagram account, at HanoakPDX. Um, we try to keep updated um, as much as we can. Uh, but it's our website, HanoakPDX. And how did you come up with that name? Where does the name come from? Um, so Hanok is a traditional Korean home. Um, it's Korean architecture. Uh, it has a lot to do with sort of, there's always like, um, there's always like a courtyard. Um, there's also the thing I read that like mountains should be in the back of the home and a river or water, a body of water should be in front of the home. Mm -hmm. And I found that we just sort of kind of fit that with the... Where's the body of water? What, what, with the fire engines? The uh, at the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, we still haven't fixed that door. Um, let me broke in. But, uh, yeah, so Hanok, being that it's, um... I changed the spelling a little bit, but, you know, it's our home. So because we live there, um, yeah, I, I thought it was fitting. My mom actually came up with it. It was on a trip oh, cool. we in Korea. That's a nice tribute yeah. to your mom. Yeah. And she should, because that's yeah. where you, you know. Well, it's all really, yeah. It's early all food really, memories yeah. come from and totally. you know, all, that, all that, and she's there. Yeah. It's wonderful. So she, we didn't get to talk at all. She was busy doing dumplings. Yeah, she's shy. Is she? I, I do like to put her front and center, though. <laughs> I did I did notice while Court and I were talking that there were some smiles going on on her part. So she yeah. was she was listening to the conversation. Oh, she was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was probably scary to think what she might, what she could, yeah. you know, out us on. Right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, we we got to <laughs> do a lot of stuff. <laughs> All right, Peter, thanks so much. And Gary, thank you, too. You're welcome. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Right at the Fork is supported by PortlandFoodAndDrink.com. The legendary food dude dishes up Portland food news and comprehensive guides to just about everything that has to do with food in Portland. From coffee and wine shops to bakeries and more. Right at the Fork is hosted and produced by Chris Angeles and Court Johnson. Intro music by Ariel Varinas. Find links to her music in the show notes section. Connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at foodpodcastpdx or on Facebook at Right at the Fork or online at rightatthefork.com. Yeah,